And we pray with thanksgiving, and the church will say, Amen. Hallelujah. You're very welcome. Thank you. Let's be seated. You're welcome. Hallelujah. Glory be to the name of the Lord. I'm just going to uh, try to extend the conversation that we've been having on the topic that started um, the previous Sunday, and Pastor Bank elaborated on it. We started with the topic that says, your story did not begin with you. And uh, Pastor Bank also had to stress the point that even though God has already written everything concerning us, even before we got here, there's still a level of cooperation that God is expecting from every one of us in order to manifest that which he has already planned or preordained for us. Amen? Is anyone uh, having any questions regarding those? Do we have questions? Do we uh, need some clarification based on um, those conversations we've had so far? So we can just start from there. Any question? Okay. No question? Okay. Sounds good. So we, we're going to try to um, talk briefly on how we cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Um, we've, we've been told and we agree, except if anyone here disagrees, that the Holy Spirit... Um, is the one adequately equipped to actually help us to manifest what God has preordained for us. And um, so we're going to look at that just briefly on how, how does this work, okay? And I want to start by um, emphasizing or re-emphasizing what Jesus told us. 
um, because I think it is very critical for us to know the person of the Holy Spirit and what we expect from him. Amen? Jesus told us in the book of John, we read from the book of John, chapter 14, Jesus told us explicitly what he, the Holy Spirit, was going to do for us. We'll read that from the book of John, if I can get there. I read from King James Version before I read the message translation, just because majority of us we use that King James or MIV. King James Version in John 14, I'm reading from verse number 26. It says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. That's John chapter 14, verse 26. I want us to pay attention because if you want to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, you need to know exactly who he is and what he was sent here to do for us. Jesus told us when the Holy Ghost, this, the, the Spirit of the Comforter, we, we have several names in the Scripture that is used to refer to the Holy Ghost. Sometimes you hear someone say the Comforter, the Helper, um, the Holy Spirit, okay? The Spirit of God. He said when he comes, what he was sent to do for us in our dispensation was he was going to teach us, okay? He's going to teach us all things. That's the number one assignment the Holy Ghost is going to do for us, according to Jesus. And the second thing is, he's going to remind us everything about Jesus, everything Jesus taught us, everything that was prophesied about Jesus, everything about Jesus. The Holy Ghost was sent to remind us. Amen? Why it is, is this important? More often than not, I've seen Christians, you know, talk to me about the Holy Spirit, and it's almost as if we think that it is automatic. I don't know if you have heard that coinage <laughs> when they say automatic. Automatic and magic together, you know, some people um, jokingly say it's automatic. The Holy Ghost was not meant to do that. The Holy Ghost was sent to us. And God, because he knows our infallibility, because he knows our frailty, one of his primary assignments is to teach us. So which means the Holy Spirit has the capability to take us from wherever we are today to where God wants us to be. And he's going to do that by way of teaching he is not in a rush. He is not in haste. It is not the, uh, 
21st century microwave thing. No. The Holy Spirit is in the business of teaching. Teaching us all things about Christ and about God. So I want us to really pay attention to that because sometimes we think the Holy Spirit comes and goes. When I'm good, the Holy Spirit is here. When I'm bad, he's gone. The Holy Spirit will never leave you nor forsake you. The Holy Spirit is a teacher and he is here to stay. He will teach you everything that God has preordained for us. So in order for us to accomplish our dreams, our vision, our goals, the Holy Spirit is available to help. And he does it by starting to teach us, to train us. Amen? And we'll see why that is very, very important. And the other thing is to remind us everything that Jesus has already told us. Now, I'm going to um, let that settle a little bit and we move on to Romans chapter 8. Any question about that concept of the Holy Spirit? I don't know if that um, resonates with your understanding of the Holy Spirit or is conflicting with, with whatever you think the Holy Spirit was sent to us to do. Amen? Okay. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Oh, sorry. I, uh, well, okay. I was going to read a message translation for us, that same scripture. Okay, so let me do that before we go to, we go to uh, verse 26. So from verse 25, in message translation, it says, I am telling you these things while I'm still living with you. The friend, the Holy Spirit, that's why I like that translation, is a friend, okay? So, and because we want to understand how to relate with him, and that's why I'm reading this. So, you relate with him as a friend, okay? The friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send at my request, will make everything plain to you. He will remind you of all things I have told you. I am living now well and whole. That's my pattern gift to you. Peace. I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned, bereaved. So don't be upset. Don't be distraught. So the Holy Spirit is a friend. He's our friend. He is friendly. Amen? How do we cooperate with the Holy Spirit? The reason why this is important is because if you don't know, then it becomes very difficult to relate with the Holy Spirit. We often relate with the Holy Spirit at a mythical level. Someone we cannot see, right? And we cannot relate with him. But because God wanted us to feel comfortable 
with the presence and the person of the Holy Spirit, the scripture was very explicit about who the Holy Spirit is and how he is going to operate with us. Amen. Let's go to Romans chapter, um, Romans chapter 8. Um, I'm going to start reading from verse number 5. Those who think, I'm in message translation now. Those who think they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral, moral muzzle but never get around to exercising it in real life. Those who trust God's action in them find that God's spirit is in them, living and breathing God. Obsession with self in this matters is dead end. Attention to God leads us out into the open, into a spacious, free life. And I want us to pay attention to the word attention. <laughs> attention to God. Attention to God leads us out into the open, into a spacious, free life. Focusing on self is the opposite of trusting on God. Anyone completely absorbed in self ignores God, ends up thinking more about self than God. That person ignores who God is and what he is doing. And God isn't pleased at being ignored. Number one key word, attention. Number two key word, ignore. The Holy Spirit should not be ignored. We should pay attention to the Holy Spirit. Okay? He is here to train us and to teach us. So I want us to pay attention to the word attention to God and then to ensure that God is not pleased when he is being ignored. Verse number nine, God, but, God, but if God himself has taken up residence in your life, you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than of him. Any one of us who has not welcomed this invisible but clearly present God, the Spirit of Christ, won't know what we are talking about. But for you who welcome him, in whom he dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, I think we've read this, you know, not too long ago, you yourself experience life on God's charm. Number three, you experience God, a life on God's terms. You experience life on God's terms. Now, number one, wink, wink, is pay attention to God. Number two, do not ignore him. Do not ignore the Holy Spirit that is in you. And number three, 
wink, wink, is what? Sorry? The Holy Spirit is a teacher. And number one thing I say is pay attention. That's why I have to do that test. So you are not paying attention. To cooperate with the Spirit of God, you cannot ignore paying attention to him. And that's the most difficult aspect for us Christians. Not paying attention to the Holy Spirit it is very detrimental. He will never leave you, but he will step aside. He will never, ever leave you, but he will step aside. Why? It's a gentle spirit. It's the spirit of the living God. He never encroaches. He never enforces. No. He said, I will step aside until they acknowledge their guilt, and then I will welcome them. Every time we don't pay attention to the Holy Spirit, he steps aside and lets you have it your way. And every time you say, I'm sorry, I'm back, you will still meet him where you left him. Amen? So attention is very critical. Paying attention to the Holy Spirit is one of the most critical things you want to do if you want to cooperate with him. Why? He knows better than we do. He is sent here to help us. Amen? Just imagine if I want to help you and you're not paying me any attention. Come on. There's no much I can do. I want to help you and you are paying me the least attention. There's nothing I can do. It's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus is trying to communicate to us. Amen? So number one is we have to learn to pay attention to the Holy Spirit. And we have to ensure when he's giving us wink, 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 do not ignore him. Do not ignore him. Amen? And number three is we have to agree to live life on God's terms. On God's terms, not on our own terms. I can guarantee you moment by moment, if I live life on my God's time, terms, the entire world will have collapsed. Yeah. Does this weekend someone did something so bad to me? Oh, if not for God. I am telling you, I will be worse than Osama bin Laden. I'm telling you the truth. Don't you feel that way? When people trample upon you, when people step on you, what, 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 exa- what is the natural tendency? We cannot live life on our terms if we want to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. We have to completely surrender our rights relinquish everything and agree to live life on God's terms. Otherwise, we cannot 
cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Because almost everything the Holy Spirit wants us to do will be exact diametrically opposed to what your natural body wants you to do. So, the third point, critical. Agree. Set to it. This is not something the Holy Spirit himself will help you with. Now, this is your part of the deal. You will need to agree and settle once and for all and say, I want to live life on God's terms. And as soon as we take care of those, the Holy Spirit will take care of his part. He will do what God sent him to do. And he will lead us aright. Amen? So the only way it works is to pay attention to those three things. There could be millions, but I guarantee you when you read the scriptures, it boils down to those three things. Are we together so far? Okay, let's look at some examples and we'll be done. How to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. If you from today on begin to just work on those three, on a daily basis, you begin to see how amazing the Holy Spirit is. How amazing it is to live life on God's terms. How amazing it is to pay attention to the Holy Spirit. How amazing it is to always not ignore the wink, wink that God is bringing to us every time. Amen? Let's look at Jesus, for example, and we'll, we'll almost wrap up, maybe. We can look at more in case if there are questions or anything. But I just want us to, sh sh to show us Jesus himself. And I want us to see how he operated and cooperated with the Holy Spirit while he was here. He never asked us to do anything that he has not already done. Amen? Let's look at Luke, book of Luke chapter 4 quickly. We're very familiar with that story. Luke chapter 4. Um, okay, let's just start from verse 1. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Now Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led. Was led by who? By the Spirit. Into where? Into the wide. Sometimes we run into trouble and we think the Holy Spirit is not there. Yeah? Step into a business, it crashed. Oh, and the Holy Spirit is mine. How to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. If we have taken care of the three prerequisites, I guarantee you, <laughs> it will be a different experience. The scripture here says Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost. He was led by the Holy Ghost to the wilderness, to the wide. Now pay attention. For 40 
wilderness days and nights, he was tempted by the devil. How can the Holy Spirit lead you to the devil? That's, that's almost like an oxymoron. How can the Holy Spirit be leading me and he will lead me into the hand of the devil? Again, Jesus wanting to teach us, wanting to show us example. That's the reason why this was there. The Holy Spirit led him. It wasn't his own decision to go to the wilderness. It was the Holy Spirit that led him there. Only as if it was a setup for 40 wilderness days. That's why I love this. <laughs> because 40 days is not, it's not the same as 40 wilderness day. And 40 wilderness nights. So if you are 40 days and you are sitting in air condition, and you know, that's a different story. Than when it is 40 days in the wilderness. You see, you know, that attention may be so insignificant, but when you think about it, you say, yeah, of course. No, 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 yeah. 40 days in the wilderness and 40 days at Las Vegas, it, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. So this is 40 days, wilderness days, and 40 wilderness nights. The Holy Ghost led Jesus into the hand of Satan. And Satan was there tempting him. How do we cooperate with the Holy Spirit? Amen? So before you start binding and casting out, be careful. Be careful. Yes. That's what we do. Pay attention, number one, wink, wink. Pay attention to him before you start casting down and start. Pay attention to him. Why am I here, Holy Spirit? That should be the first thing. Why am I here? What are we doing here? Pay attention to him. See, what God is trying to train us or teach us is to ensure that we are conscious he is with us. All the time. And just stop acting as if we are alone. Start behaving. I mean, stop behaving as if we are on ours. No. Because he is always there with us. And so when he led him into the wilderness, led them into the hand of Satan, imagine Jesus start casting out. He never cast out Satan. Until the last temptation. And the Bible said, okay, let's just look at it quickly. Let's look at, let's look at those temptations. You are familiar? Is anyone not familiar with this? Okay, look at the temptations. They are similar to what we are faced with on our daily basis. Right? Okay? He ate nothing during those days, and when the time was up, he was hunger. was hungry. The devil... Playing on his hunger, gave the first test. Since you are God's son, command this stone to turn into a loaf of bread. I mean, is there anything, you know, that seems to be very innocuous? I mean, that's, that's, that's no, there's no evil in that. Some of us well do that. 
I mean, he doesn't hurt anyone. He has the power. He has the ability to do it. And that's how surreptitious Satan is. Turn this. You are, you are God's son. Turn this. You know, just turn it to, to bread. Keep in mind, he was hungry. He was hungry. But what was the response? How to cooperate with the Holy Spirit? That's why. What was the response of Jesus Christ here? Can we read that? Jesus, well, sorry, we're reading different translations. Okay, let me just read it. Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy. It takes more than bread to really live. And this is how the Holy Spirit helps us when we pay him attention. When we don't act as if we are alone. When we don't ignore him. He has answer to every issue and every situation. He has the answer. But sometimes we don't get it because we are ahead of him. Or we already cast him out. I mean, of course. Yeah. So but as long as we pay attention to him, as long as we do not ignore him, as long as we have agreed to live life according to his own terms, it does not matter where we find ourselves. It does not matter where he leads us. He will lead us aright. Amen? And so how do we cooperate? We see Jesus' answer. Jesus wants us to do exactly as he did. Okay? Jesus simply answered and said, well, it takes more than bread to live. Keep in mind, he was hungry. He was hungry. There's nothing wrong for him eating that bread. He could have converted that stone to bread and eat. And it's not wrong. It's not a sin. The problem is, who asked him to do it? That's the problem. Who asked him to do it? Who are you subject to? That's the problem. Amen? And we can go, you know, on and on and on and see the second temptation. Let's read verse 5. For the second test, he led him up and spread out all the kingdoms of the earth on display at once. Then the devil said, they are yours in all the splendor to serve your pleasure. I am in charge of them all and can turn them over to whomever I wish. Worship me and they are yours. The whole works. I mean, on and on and on. Jesus simply again responded how the scriptures. The scriptures. What is the point here? To cooperate with the Holy Spirit. We need the word of God. We need the word of God. Because the Holy Spirit, keep in mind we read in John chapter 14. What was he supposed to do again? Teach us all things and remind us of things that Jesus has taught us. Okay? How do you remember things 
If you've never studied biology, can you remember anything about reproduction? Now, the Holy Spirit can only remind you of what you have been taught. Failure to learn incapacitates the Holy Spirit. That's why the Word of God is critical to cooperating with the Holy Spirit. He is going to take what Jesus gave us and remind us. At that temptation point, he simply handed it over back to Jesus and Jesus was quoting straight from the scripture. The devil does not understand if he is not backed up with scriptures. The only thing he understands is the word of God. The only thing he fears is the word of God. Why? That's the only truth he can never ever accept. How do we cooperate with the Holy Spirit? When the Holy Spirit leads us, it does not mean that every time he leads us is going to be in the land of honey, flowing with honey and me. No. But guarantee and rest assured, if he leads you through the shadow of the valley of the death, he is there, right with you. It's not standing aside for you to pass through. No, he said, when you pass through waters, I'm right there with you. When you pass through the fire, I'm there with you. So we have to have that assurance that he's always with us. And as a result of that, it does not matter what he is leading us through, he has a goal and he has a destination and nothing on earth can stop it. But we need the word of God. The Holy Spirit is counting on the word of Jesus that is in you. And so if you are depleted or if you have no word of God in you, when the Holy Spirit wants to bring back to your memory what Jesus has taught, what will he find? How will he remind you of something you don't know or you've never learned? And that's his job. Was supposed to remind us of everything Jesus taught us. Amen? Wink, wink, wink. The first three prerequisites. Number one is pay attention to Him. Pay attention to Him. Number two, do not ignore Him. Do not ignore Him. The Holy Spirit will always speak to us. Put ideas in our mind, in our heart. Wink, wink to us. Do not ignore him. Number three, agree to live life in God's terms. Not your own terms. You have to trash everything about your terms and embrace God's terms. Amen? And as long as we have those already settled, see, Every time the Holy Spirit leads us, he will lead us to our vision, to our dream, to whatsoever it is that God has preordained or proposed from before the foundation of the earth. He will lead us there. It does not matter the obstacles. The obstacles are not the issues. 
Amen? Do we agree with that so far? There are tons and tons of scriptures that we can go through to validate that, but I think there is no other perfect example than that, than that of Jesus himself. He was less straight into the wilderness, into the hand of Satan. And was being led by the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen? But because he has the word, the Holy Spirit was able to hand that word back to Jesus. And Jesus was able to just shut the mouth of Satan and accomplish what God sent him to accomplish. Amen? It's not different than us. It's the same exact process that the Holy Spirit will have to use to help us. Any question? Any question? Let me take a pause and uh, answer your questions. Any question? Comment? Have I confused you? Or <sighs> Amen. Amen. So, let me make this last point. Because the Holy Spirit of God was sent to help us by Jesus. And because we're in the perverse world and crooked generation, there is no such thing as I don't know the right word for it. You will always, oh, I, I think that's it. Jesus himself said, in me, you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. Do not be dismayed. When you face with trials, the Holy Spirit is with you. Your approach, our attitude to trials should not be like someone who is alone. Always remember he is with you and make him your consultant. Number one consultant. Again, God does not like to be ignored. The Holy Spirit does not like to be ignored. Even though he will never leave you, he will step aside and let you have it your way. And as soon as you acknowledge him, he's right there where you left him. So do not act as if you are alone. Always remember the Holy Spirit is with you. It does not matter the situation. In good and happy hour, and in not so good and happy hour, remember, he is the one leading. He is the one leading. Okay? So even though he leads me into the wilderness... Since he is the one leading, I shouldn't be worried. I should not. And that's why we want to accursurate ourselves 
with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Okay? We need to adjust in such a way. Again, don't forget, he teaches us. So he's not in a hurry when you are learning. He is patient with us. But we want to learn. We don't want to stay stagnant. Let's begin to learn so that when anything hits us, if we act as though we were alone, acknowledge him. Go back and say, I'm sorry. I acted as if you were not here. And let's begin to accusate ourselves, just recognizing his presence, letting him know that, yes, we're learning. We're learning. We're, you know, recognizing you. We forget sometimes that we're learning. Amen? You know, because every day, every moment, every day, every moment, there are situations, there are circumstances that will make it as if, you know, God is not with us or the Holy Spirit is not with us. But he is there. He's always with us. Amen? And so and we have to respond in like manner. We have to act as though we know that he's always with us. Amen? So it's, that's translating it from head knowledge to living it. Okay? On a daily basis. Actually living it. Okay? Amen? All right. That's it. So if there's no question, or any question, if there's no question, We'll wrap it up in prayers. Hallelujah. We're going to pray concerning those three prerequisites. Paying attention to the Holy Spirit. You want God to help you to create an alarm in your spirit. So that every time the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, every time the Holy Spirit is talking to you, every time the Holy Spirit... It's quickening you that you will pay attention. That nothing will crowd your mind or crowd you so much that you are not paying attention to him. We want to talk to God about that. We don't want to ignore the Holy Spirit. We want to pay attention to him. We want to pay consistent attention to him. Every day, every second, moment by moment. Remember we have read in the scripture when pastor was teaching that every moment of our life, it's written in his book. So that should emphasize, that should help us to understand, no, 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 no. There's no way I can ignore him for any moment if every moment of my life is already written in his book. He's acquaintly aware of it. I want us to pray and say, Lord, create an alarm in my spirit never to ignore you, to pay attention to you consistently, moment by moment, because all the days of my life, all the moment of my life has been written in your book. They're right there, and I know you're right there with me. I want your alarm to ring in my heart, moment by moment, every second. I want to be acquaintly aware, conscious of your presence, paying attention unto you, so I can get direction from you, so that I can lead my life According to your direction, God is always giving us direction. The Holy Spirit is always telling us what to do, whispering to us. But when we don't pay attention, we miss it. When we ignore him, we miss it. Just pray to God tonight. Lord, create an alarm in my spirit that I will be awake. I will be quickened. I will be attentive to your quickening. 
upgrade the alarm in my spirit. Moment by moment, day by day, every day, every moment. That your presence is real to me. And I'm acting accordingly. I'm not acting as though I'm alone. I'm not acting or living life as though I'm alone. But I'm living life according to your terms. In every decision, life is about decision. Every phases of our life, we make decisions. Every moment we make decisions. How do we live life? According to our own terms or according to God's time? Lord, help me. Help me. I want to live life according to your terms. I want to decide according to your terms. I want to respond according to your terms. I want to act according to your terms. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me. Help me, Spirit of the living God. Help me. Help my mortal body. Quicken my mortal body. Quicken my imaginations. Quicken my memory. Quicken my actions, my reactions. That I may live life according to your terms. I have agreed to do it, but I'm human. I need your help. I need your supernatural ability to live life according to your terms. To make decisions according to your terms. So that you can take me to your desired heaven. Our Lord and our God, we pray to you tonight. According to your word, that you will create an alarm in our spirit. That we pay attention to you, Spirit of the living God. As you are teaching us, as you are training us, as you are recommending to us, as you are correcting us, as you are guiding us, that we will pay attention. The alarm will ring in our heart that we know we are not on our own. We're not living as though we're alone, but we're living life alongside you. The Lord, moment by moment, day by day, that we pay attention to you. And our decisions and our actions, everything will be on God's terms. And Lord, we know that your word that is in us has the efficacy and the power to bring to bear that which you have preordained for us. Lord, as we walk with you, Spirit of the living God, we thank you. From this moment moving forward, we want to live life on God's terms. And we want to see the manifestation of your presence and as you ring the alarm and you wake us up, consciously knowing that you are right there with us, we know we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. To the glory of your holy name. As we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah.